Hi, I'm your host, Gregory Causey, and this is Just Cause. What's your question? So question is, how do you think Toronto teams are doing or are going to do for those going in the playoffs? Um, the current one is the discuss Raptors. Um, I enjoy, this is good, is good to talk about things that are much more um, benign and mindless. Uh, but it's again, sports a great way to bring people together because we can discuss things that aren't hopefully causing great issue. Uh, but even that, when you discuss who's the goat in the NBA, people can get quite passionate for that for something that I think is really, really stupid. But maybe the other stuff is stupid too. I don't know. Anyway, Raptors. Uh, I see the Sixers winning in seven, um, primarily for this premise. And I totally admit could be wrong. And we certainly be cheering for the Raptors, but main thing I've seen with them from watching them a bit this year is they, by all accounts and what everybody knows is watch them. They are playing them out of their starters and it has served them well. I think Nick nurse gets the most out of that team. I think he's a phenomenal coach. I think he gets how to deal with stars and the whole aspect of things, but he's also created in Maasai. Let's give him the credit as well of creating a culture of winning. So I don't think it's any, um, you got to have talent and obviously Scotty Barnes has talent, but the idea of him coming into an area where the culture of winning has been set similar to something of San Antonio, uh, I think it's very important and that will hopefully, uh, make that franchise solid for years to come. And so that culture itself may be enough, but if I look at what Philadelphia offers, if Toronto has been playing their starters. They're already in fourth gear, and I'm not sure the teams that they're going to be playing in the playoffs have been playing playoff-level basketball that they're going to, and they're about to throw it into fourth, and it'll be interesting to see whether or not they just blow by the Raptors because that's the premise out there that they have been um, already maxing it out, and there's not another level that they can go to. We'll find out. Because of that, and if I agree with that premise, that's why I'm leaning towards the Sixers. But I do think the Raptors are competitive and match up well against them, and for those reasons, I think are going to win some games and make it a series. I don't think it's going to be either way going to be blowout one way or the other. So that's the joy of sports. Make predictions. Get to see what happens with it. The Leafs are a little more concerning. Um I've been a Leaf fan since a little, little kid for reasons I don't know. I think it just is now it's just, it, it's, yeah. um, I've had had trouble with them. I've had trouble with hockey for the last little bit because of just the random nature of it. As much as I think hockey is a better sport than basketball for watching it and aspects of it, particularly at the pro level. I still like college basketball, but pro basketball, when you sit down low and see the height of these individuals in the rim, it does lose something in the degree of athleticism. That sport looks a hell of a lot better on TV. That all being said, hockey's lost a little for me because of the position of importance the goalie has in the outcome of games, that it's become very much all the puckheads can talk about this, that, or other thing. But if a team's on a hot streak, they've got hot goaltending. And if not, it's because their goaltending has been in question. It really now has become very simplistic as to how a team is doing. It is the, the, 
the position has become too important to things. I miss the day of a guy coming down the wing, dating myself here, but Guy LaFleur or whatever, Steve Shutt, and they just, uh, Mike Bossy, God bless him, just passed away. But another one who, you know, come down and blast it and score. And I miss that type of goal. But now that is, oh my God, that was terrible. How did that guy let that in? And it just goes to show where the goaltending has evolved. It's, it's very difficult to score. And if you are scoring, it's, well, what's wrong with the goalie is almost the the premise that is there uh, for it. So that is why um, it's when Vegas went to the Stanley Cup, the randomness bugged me. Uh, Montreal last year, last place. Oh, Carey Price gets hot. They go all the way to the final. Some people like that. Now, some people like the random throw the chips up in the air and you don't know what you're going to get. But if you're trying to have a discussion about, like I just did with the Raptors and make it prognosticate be a prognosticator as to what you think is going to happen good luck um because hockey yeah i don't know like it's just if i can tell you what i think seeing but with that being said i don't know how you can go into the season with the least that they're going to be in the playoffs and be in any way confident about it I, there's just nothing that speaks to their goaltending being uh, competitive enough where you think they can make a deeper in the playoffs, let alone, let alone win a round, which I do believe if they could get over the hump and win a round, I could see them going pretty far. Cause I do think there's a bit of a mental block. And if they're winning a round, they obviously have changed or done a few things to be more competitive in the playoffs. Cause Truth be told, they didn't get bad goaltending the last few years. Hasn't been, everyone wants to point to it, but you know what? You know, one nothing game, two nothing. Their scoring dries up. And particularly in the first round with Montreal, you didn't need to have lights out goaltending. You just needed to have, you know, average goaltending. And they got that. Their scoring dried up. They don't go to the tough places. They don't do the things and everything else. Now, Matthews is having a lights out season. Um, the whole offense is great. And you may think, well, this is the year because he'll just carry them in the playoffs. I don't have any confidence that that's going to happen. I hope it does, but there's nothing in the past um, recent history, even with what I've seen in the season, that would dictate that that's all of a sudden going to occur. But if you're looking at the regular season as a predictor of what's going to happen in the playoffs, then then yes, they should have success on an offensive end. But we'll see. Conversely, in the playoff, if we look again to the regular season of their goaltending, there's nothing from the regular season that would speak to that. All of a sudden, that's going to flip a switch and they're going to be great in the playoffs. So you can't have it both ways. Does the regular season matter or not? And if it doesn't, um, then, um, it's again, it's just going to come down to goaltending with it and whether or not you're, their stars are going to actually perform. They don't even have to be as lights out of the regular season because it is tougher to score in the playoffs, but they've got to be able to put the puck in the net on a reasonable basis. Um, if they're going to have move forward and I just don't see anything to get excited about it, but if they win the first round, that would be exciting. And to be fair to them. Uh, the stupid NF, uh, NHL playoff system, they're playing a very tough team. I don't care if it's Boston or Tampa or whoever it is. That is a tough game and a tough series. And if they lose it, we're like, well, that, you know what? Because to be fair to the Leafs, outside of the Montreal and the Columbus series, and even the Columbus one, I don't think they had home ice. It could be wrong, but I think they played in the bubble, so I don't know what home ice meant in that one. But they've lost when they were supposed to lose. The one last year was the glaring one that, no, but that's been the only one. Everyone looks at the other ones that, oh, well, they, they blew it. Well, they didn't finish higher in the standings. They should have. And maybe they will be a higher seed this one. Maybe they won't. Who knows? But at the end of the day, 
I hope things change, but there's nothing that gives me any confidence that suggests that it will. But hockey's random, so flip a coin. We'll see what happens. The Jays, the one I spend most time following and uh, will watch regular season and just love baseball. I should know that to start just the, the big reason for baseball, just if I can like uh, give you a little background, is that it hasn't changed. Yes, the shifts and different things to an aspect of it. Um, I get asked as a Puritan of the sport, you know, what do you think of the shifts? And for the most part, uh, I get it. You didn't have iPads back in the day that told you where this person would play or hit the ball you know, on a regular basis. So to be able to um, not allow that and say you have to stay in a certain areas that you have to stay on this side a second and you can't go into the, the grass field, I get it. And if they make those changes, I, I'm fine with it. Even though I would love hitters to adjust, it just the analytics suggests it's not going to happen. And the analytics, people say ruining the sport, I, I kind of like it in terms of the ability of the math to dictate things. It's just people which people would react to it. And But the rules need to react to that as well. The technology is there. I like the idea of them now um, being able to tell the pitches from it. I used to pitch. Um, I, you'd only worry about it signs on second base and would go through and, you know, second sign, third sign, or have different things to go through. I hated that because <laughs> to be confusing as to what, and then I'd have to, you know, bring the guy out. And as a viewer watching it, oh, what a pain in the ass. Let's move it along um, for it. So the technology, if it can speed that up, I'm all for that with it. It is though, I, uh, when you got people, when you have all the cameras that are out there, they're doing flash and second signs when um, nobody's on base. That should have told you something. I remember them commenting a few World Series ago about that. Why are they doing second signs? Nobody's on base. Um, I guess somebody's watching. And you can't, I don't know how you eliminate that. So I like the idea of using kind of the NFL and the helmet technology. I think that's great. The umpire box thing, I, traditionalists don't like it, but if they're going to show a box where the strike zone is and the viewer at home sees that it's a ball and it's called a strike or vice versa, all they're doing is undermining the umpires and creating controversies, which may be what they want, but I don't think it serves a purpose of showing how bad an umpire is. And, and uh, so if you're going to show the box and show that it's a strike or not, then use the technology of buzzing in his ear that it's a striker ball. Still want somebody back there for the calls at home plate and for the optics and everything else because it gives that traditional feel. But yeah, move to it. It's there. Use the technology. Even though I kind of, if we're going to do it, I would get rid of the box for television screens because it was a picture I like kind of getting, extending the black and work in the corner. And can I get a little further out and a little further out? Because you should know that with pitching and everything else, like I can't golf. I'm just looking to hit, get on a green with golf. Good golfers are nowhere on the green to hit. And if you move with pitching, you're not just trying to throw a strike. You're trying to throw it into certain segments in that strike zone or even outside of that strike zone. And you have that level of precision as to where it's going. And I kind of like the aspect of them being able to work with an umpire. And pitchers know what I mean with this, of pushing it and seeing how far you can get away with it. And it's a game inside the game that I'll miss if they go to just the strictly ball and strike. But most fans don't have that level of appreciation of what's going on in the relationship and the how a strike zone can evolve through a game. And truthfully, starters don't stay in long enough anymore to work that and establish that aspect of things. So 
It's one of the changes with it, but I don't look at from a viewer standpoint that it's necessarily negative. Now, back to the Jays. The only issue I see thus far, because talking about baseball at the start when it's 162 games is kind of pointless. If you think about it, if they win today, they'd be six and uh, I guess uh, the, the, well, right now they're five and three. If so, they got eight games in. After two games, hopefully they will they win one more. If the NFL, if baseball was an NFL season, it's 162. Ten games would be one game. So if they win and they get they go six and four or whatever, hey, they won their first game of the NFL season. That's how, and we would be going crazy about one game with the Bills, one lost, what nobody cares. It's just one game. So break it into 10 game chunks, and that would give you an idea of where we are still in the season. Even after 20 games, okay, they're one and one. Well, who matters? It's not going to be determined as of yet. It's a collective thing. The one thing though, to comment on the Jays is their B-level bullpen has to get a little better. They very much have a distinct A guys and B guys. They got Romano, they got Garcia, they got Simber um, that they can use, Richards, and then they got their B level guys that, you know, Trent Thornton's, although he's been kind of effective, uh, Mayweather, guys that you put in, all right, we're out of this. The reason why they're a little more important is because with this offense, as we saw game one, they're never really out of it. So even though it's 5 nothing, you're not going to use your high leverage guys, but you don't necessarily want to go down to the if, – if you do go to the B guys, 5 nothing can't grow to 10 because then it is over. And the offense, I'm sorry, you like them to hit all the damn time, but they're they'll you know, just – you need a little bit of that juice of the competitive, go the other way, do the things. It kind of just takes the wind out of your sails when it's you're so far out of it. Um, so they've got a – hopefully that group. And good teams, the A and B starts to be blurry as to who that is. And you're confident with anybody you send out there. And I don't think they're at that extent. And hopefully their B-level guys get better, that you do get that confidence and there isn't the great distinction between who's your high leverage and your other guys that you can really have confidence of who you're throwing out there regardless. And so their B-level guys have to get better because it you can't always throw your high leverage guys and with this team to have the level of success that this offense can have, even if you're down four or five, nothing, those B-level guys got to keep you in the ball game because guess what? You will come back. So that would be the only area that to see them getting a great team. And it looks to me from what I've seen from watching postseason baseball is a very good teams have stream deep bullpens and don't necessarily have the same level. I mean, not every guy is great obviously, but they have greater confidence of going to anybody in their bullpens and they just throw tons of arms at you in various situations. And that's what you're going to need in the playoffs because it can't, while you can use your high leverage guys more, you still need a wide combination of guys that you have confidence in. So that's Toronto Sport. Went for a while there, went on a bit of a rant, but now you know my viewpoints as it relates to baseball and a few issues related to it. Anyway, till next one, we'll talk, obviously, whether or not any of these predictions came true. Take care, everyone.